Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, December 23rd, 2022. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Jonah Booker for his usual Friday visit. You see this nonsense that I'm, that I'm dealing with here in Columbus? Uh, eight, minus 8 degrees, and then with the wind chill, it's minus 31. I love how it says on here, minus 8 and breezy. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, minus 31 wind chill. I don't think I've ever felt that in my life. My dogs were not about that life at all. What's the, what's the weather like there in Scottsdale? Uh, well, right now in the, it's morning time, so it's about 40 degrees, which we consider chilly. Uh, it'll get up to about 60 um, today. I have family out here from Ohio, and so they're loving the fact that they can still go for a, a afternoon walk around the neighborhood. But, man, what do you do? I mean, you just going to stay in the house for the rest of the week, Dave? Well, at least the next couple of days. I mean, that's the good thing. Tomorrow we got NFL football like all day, which is fantastic. So yeah, we're, we uh, stocked up on, you know, all the necessary supplies, and uh, just gonna be just uh, snowed in. That's another thing. We got a couple inches of snow. It's very icy. It's a mess out here. But um, take the unders on all the games tomorrow. What's that? Take the unders on all the games tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, the outdoor games for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get into it. Buckeyes right. versus Bulldogs, eight days away. And, like, it's like you and I were talking. It's like with everything else that's going on with NIL and recruiting and all the rest, the portal and this and that, um, it's like people are forgetting Ohio State's two wins away from winning the national championship, and the game is a week and a day away. All right, so point spread is now seven. It's ticked up a little bit. Georgia favored by seven. Um, ESPN's FPI gives Ohio State a 42% chance of winning this game. How do you kind of forecast it? Like, how much of a of a chance do you give the Buckeyes in this one? Uh, as the game approaches, Dave, I'm getting more and more excited. I mean, if you look at Ryan Day's history when it comes to uh, getting his teams ready to go for that first-round playoff game, history has shown us that he's able to get those guys ready. I just think that all the noise that they've been hearing 
guys coming back healthy. I give them more than a puncher's chance, Dave. I'm looking for Ohio State to go in there, play your game, go some up-tempo, give Jim Knowles a month to get ready. Ohio State's uh, you know, defense plays towards Georgia's strength, which is throwing the ball towards the tight ends and the running backs. Now, don't, don't get me wrong. Those tight ends, they are beasts. They are some big boys, and we do have some undersized defensive backs. But as we go into this game, Dave, you know, it, it – I know a lot of people look at the Michigan game and they're looking at this program in the, in the same lens that a lot of people are looking at TCU. That's not the case. This is a vastly uh, superior team compared to TCU when it comes to talent. This team has enough talent to match up toe-to-toe with Georgia. The question is, is what kind of fire will we see from C.J. Stroud? What type of fire will we see from, uh, you know, Ryan Day? Because it starts from the top down. If we're seeing that killer look in the eyes of Ryan Day, everyone else will follow suit. Do you see a weakness on this Georgia team? Or if maybe not a weakness, because I, I think they're, you know, you know, maybe even they're something they're not great at it, it might not mean really a weakness for most teams but do you see maybe a, a pseudo weakness on this Georgia team well if you look at the Georgia defense yes they are fundamentally sound and they are tremendous uh they do struggle to get after the quarterback when when it comes to sacks and they can be had in the passing attack Dave you look at LSU through for 500 yards when they struggled against Missouri Missouri was able to stretch the ball down the field so for for Ohio State in order to be successful, you can't be doing the bubble screens, the lateral passing plays, because they will eat that up all day. Stretch the ball down the field, attack them, go up-tempo. They have a huge defensive front. You know, wear those guys out. Uh, this isn't going to be a game to where you're going to, you know, pull away from Georgia early. It's going to be a fourth-quarter battle. And if you're Ohio State, if you're going tempo and you're going to wear those big boys down up front, you want to see them start tapping out come the fourth quarter, similar to what you saw Alabama in 2014. Ryan Day, um, I'm sorry, um, Tom Herman at the time, he went tempo with those guys. And by, by the time the fourth quarter came, you saw Zeke pop that long 85 yards run. So I just think that just being able to get those guys gas, stretch the ball down the field, um, and attack that secondary because, like I said, LSU was able to put up 500 yards against them. If LSU can do that, Ohio State should be able to replicate that. JD on Facebook, Ryan Day says he'll play loose and aggressive. I certainly think we should start playing Buckeye football and play aggressive. But what does loose mean? I'll give my take on that. I think that was Ryan Day basically admitting that he played tight. He coached tight against Michigan. Let me rephrase that. That was Ryan Day admitting he coached tight against Michigan, not basically. Yeah. Um, because he came out at the very next press conference, not not right after the game, the one that really is worthless where he talks for like five minutes or something then to get him out of there. Um, and that's all. I got to watch the film. Um, but then the next time he actually had a real press conference, he, I mean, it was over Zoom, but still he made it, he went out of his way to talk about, we're done playing tight. You know, we're going to play loose. You know, we're no more of this playing tight. We're going to be aggressive. So I think that's what he means by that is they they coached and played tight against Michigan. Um, and we'll see if he lives up to it, Jonah. They have to they have to play loose and aggressive to be able to beat this Georgia team. Absolutely. And uh, when you talk about being uh, tight, you just look at the penalties. You had, 
you know, 10 penalties with almost close to 100 yards in penalties against Michigan. That right there is a, is a sign that a team uh, was not ready to go mentally. Uh, so hopefully they can get that cleaned up. And the biggest thing for me, Dave, is go out there, have fun, man. The one thing that I've, I've noticed about this team last year, you don't see a lot of guys just smiling, jumping around, uh, celebrating. Go out there, have some fun. Um, and I would say just go out there and relish the moment. This is why you come to Ohio State is to play on the big stage here. You thought you were out of it after Michigan. Uh, you know, the loss of USC gave you a second life. So you have nothing to lose. Go out there and uh, fight. That's the biggest thing I want to see, Dave, is when they get punched in the mouth, how will they react? I, uh, I expect this team to go out there and fight. Fight their tail off. Have some pride. Have some dignity. Lay it on the line. And at the end of the day, give everybody a Trey Sermon smile to the camera and have some fun out there because, you know, it, it's a game. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Relish the moment. And I know I'm going to enjoy this game. I'm excited because, you know, you get the, you get the sky cam for this game, Dave. So I'm going to have the mega cast, the sky cam, and the uh, regular commentary all DVR for this game. So I'm, I'm thoroughly going to enjoy it. Yeah, I used to think some of that stuff was gimmicky, but it's gotten so good. The sky cam, I'm with you. I, it's, I'll be watching. I'll be there. I'll be in the press box. But, um, yeah, man, I'll, I'll have all that stuff DVR. And when I get home, um, back here to uh, – but hopefully it's not minus eight degrees Columbus. Um, I'll have to watch all that stuff. When are you uh, all right. Go ahead. I said, when are you headed headed down there? Uh, Tuesday. Okay. Tuesday. So get to, you know, it kind of works out perfectly. You get to do Christmas with the family and everything. Um, and then maybe the, the snow emergency will be lifted um, in Columbus by, uh, wow. by tomorrow or, uh, or Christmas day. Yeah. Going down there, I'll be down there for five nights. So um Looking forward to covering the CFP. All right, what, let's get into Ohio State's what what you feel good about, maybe what you're concerned about. Let's start with the the positive. What from Ohio State's perspective is it the underdog role? Is it you know, they get they get the second chance? Maybe something personnel wise. What's something you feel really good about in terms of Ohio State in this matchup? I would say the health, Dave. They're getting they're they're getting healthy, um, and I felt like as we were heading down the stretch, um, guys were in, guys were out. You didn't know, you know, what the availability was going to be. And that kind of throws off your timing. Um, just getting Hinder uh getting uh Williams back healthy, you know, getting getting the defensive guys healed up. I know Emeka had been uh dealing with a shoulder issue all year, getting him back healthy. And I just think that uh having the health, getting their legs back underneath of them. And you, I heard uh Kirby Smart complain, you know, when they did a selection and say, Oh. Those guys got a week off, so they're going to be fresh going into this game because they didn't have to play in a conference championship game. Uh, but use the, use the disrespect that you've been getting. You know, it, it, people don't think you're going to win this game. Use that to fuel you. Um, take it personal. Show some pride for the program. Do not let the Michigan game carry over to this game, Dave. Um, yes, it sucked to lose to Michigan, but this right here is – the time to really show everyone that Ohio State is one of the top three programs in all the college football. And boy, what it would what it would do to the program, David. They can go in there, punch Georgia in the mouth, and pull out a victory and hopefully see Michigan in a rematch in the national championship. All right. What what concerns you the most when you look at this matchup for Ohio State? What's something you're like, oh man, don't feel good about that. Yeah. 
I would just say how, how they're going to be able to contain those big tight ends, Dave. We, they, we've never seen anything like this uh, when it comes to two incredibly athletic tight ends with monster size. As I mentioned earlier, the defensive backs, they are undersized, uh, relatively speaking. So I, I'm just curious to see how Jim Knowles is going to be able to concoct a defensive plan to be able to at least uh, slow those guys down. I know they did an excellent job against the Notre Dame tight end. Um, and, and he's probably going to be a first-round NFL tight end. But these two guys, they're together. They are a different beast. So I'm concerned about how they're going to be able to um, hold them. If they can figure out a way, Dave, to, to limit these tight ends, I feel really good about the chances here because Georgia passing the tack with Lad McConkie, you know, he's an excellent wide receiver, but it's not something out of the ordinary to where, hey, you're going against uh, – Devonta Smith, when you're going against Alabama, you know, Lavin Conkey is a solid player, but I don't think he's a he's a wide receiver that can absolutely blitz you for 200 plus. So if you can be able to just box those tight ends in, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a little Sonny Styles with his size, Dave, uh, to see what they can do with, against those boys. Yeah. And you mentioned the health. Like, I feel like um it's huge that Mayan Williams is going to be 100% healthy. I mean, he said he was 100% like last week when we talked to him. Now, sometimes athletes will say they're 100% and they're not really. Um, but he says he was 100% last week. So you got, I mean, you got now eight more days to rest up even more. I mean, I know he's practicing, but um, that's huge. That's yeah. huge to have a healthy mind. I mean, you, you mentioned that, and there's other guys too, but like that one to me is huge. They need to be, he brings such a physical presence. And he just wasn't the same after he hurt that ankle. He just wasn't able to do his his typical just trucking guys and be like sneaky elusive too. Um, a healthy mind is huge in this game. Absolutely. I mean, the, he brings a physicality and the toughness that you're going to need. You're going into the teeth of the SEC. You're going to need your bad boys out there ready to get off the bus first. And those type of guys, they are not, they will not hesitate to punch Georgia back. So having uh, a healthy uh, mind will be something that would greatly benefit them. But Dave, I still want to see what we can get out of, out of chip here because I like the way he ran against Michigan. I think he's someone that can lower that shoulder and run through somebody. Uh, you know, Ryan Day said, we're going to see some Dallin Hayden in this game. So I'm curious to see how they're going to be able to implement him into the actual packages, but just to help overall, Dave, I think it's critical. Um, and a lot of people see these players go out there and you know, Dave, Ohio State doesn't necessarily give out medical information, but you know some of the guys are beat up, their bodies wore down, they're fighting, they're battling uh, through nagging injuries. Just that time off for a month or so will do those guys. They were doing wonders, getting those legs back, getting those um, you know nagging injuries healed up. So I expect Ohio State to go in there, Dave, healthy, fighting, and giving Georgia everything they had. J-Book, um, J-Book, this is from Buckeye80 on YouTube. Um, do you think Dallin Hayden should get some touches? Absolutely. I mean, there's what has he done to, to show that he shouldn't get touches is my question. I mean, every time he gets in there, he's producing. He puts that foot, he puts that foot in the turf, and boom, he's one cut up the field. He's making things happen. I know there may be uh, some question marks or concerns from the coaching staff in regards to 
pass blocking, maybe some type of ball security that we don't necessarily see in the game because in the games, the kid hasn't put the football on the turf. But, yeah, he's a he's an absolute stud. I would love to see him at least get, you know, seven to ten touches in this game. Got some questions about Jaden Ballard. Um, yeah, I mean, a few people have asked about Jaden Ballard. I, I think – yeah, I mean, he is a speedy guy. Maybe he will play in this game. I, I doubt this is going to be the game where he all of a sudden plays a lot. There's a reason that he's been behind certain guys. Like, you know, Xavier Johnson's ahead of him on the depth chart. You know, right. Julian Fleming's ahead of him. Like, right now, he's the number five receiver. So, yeah, I get it. I mean, a lot of fans are like, he, he's got great straight line speed, but there's got to be a reason. We're not seeing practice. Maybe he's dropping balls in practice. I mean, it, it's usually not a mystery. He's probably just not playing that well in practice. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, he's one of those kids that definitely brings a speed element to the table, but I would not count on him being an impact player in this type of game, especially that you haven't seen him all year do anything. Uh, well, who knows, Dave? I mean, they may pull out a wrinkle or something and surprise Georgia, hit him with something that they really haven't put on tape, which is line him up and send him on the go route uh, because Georgia, they don't know what they're going to get if he lines up because he really hasn't played very much all year. All right, I wanted to talk mostly about football. We can get back into some football stuff too, but I do want to get your thoughts on recruiting class. It's a little bit surreal when you land the number three class in the nation, or excuse me, the number five class in the nation, number three uh, overall player ranking in the in the country, and everybody's freaking out. But I get it though, because there's a big gap between five and one. They missed out on kids that you and I both know they would have landed if they were able to play the NIL game. Um, so it's like, yeah, they, they were, they're fifth, but it's very top heavy with wide receivers, um, which is great. They got four fantastic wide receivers. People are freaking out though. Where do you come down? Are you more of like a glass half full finished fifth? They had their hands tied behind their back because of NIL. Are you a little ticked off? Where are you at on this? Uh, I'm, my, I, where I stand is celebrate the kids that came here, Dave. You and I both know that. A lot of these kids had higher offers amounts on the table from other schools. So, but these kids wanted to be Buckeyes. So those kids first and foremost should be celebrated and should be praised because if you can retain those type of kids, those are the type of kids that you want in your locker room that can help lead this program. So tip of the cat to those guys. Um, as you mentioned, the wide receivers, heck of a haul by, by Brian Hartline. When you look at rankings and player ratings, um, it is being propped up by the wide receiver position. I love the defensive backs that they got, Dave. I just think that the corners are elite. They're they're the type of guys that bring a competitive fire that you want to see, and they don't have any back down. You look at the safeties with Harper and Bonsu, those are some hard-hitting safeties back there. So I love the defensive backs that they got. Um, you know, you wish you would have got at least one of the, the big three defensive ends, but – you know, in today's age, Dave, you know, how much can relationships really carry you across the finish line when you're talking about guys that are getting, you know, massive NIL deals? But you look at the defensive tackle position. I like the defensive tackles, Dave. I think we could have got some uh, – it would been nice to at least get one more tackle in this class. I think they got some kids that they can really stack uh, some depth into the program with. It's going to be critical that they do pivot, Dave, going into this 20. 2024 class to catch up with the rest of the field on how everybody else in college football is operating. So I, I think there's a lot of work to be done 
this class should be celebrated. It's a top five class. These kids decided to be here. And I tell you what, Dave, that quarterback Lincoln out of, out of, out of the Dakotas has a lot of Joe Burrow in him when it comes to moxie and, and a little swag to him. I mean, I, I, I love a multi-sport quarterback type of athlete because I truly believe if you're a multi-sport athlete, that competitive uh, fire, it translates, it carries over. He's a kid that loves to compete. He's not afraid of contact because he also plays on both both sides of the football as a safety. And just being a four-sport athlete, a three-sport D1 uh, athlete is tremendous. I just think that he's a – and give credit to Corey Dennis because that's a tremendous haul by him. Getting that kid knowing that other programs had higher offers on the table, just convincing him to come to Ohio State to be developed. That right there is a tremendous sell by Corey Dennis. But I, I, I think the class is solid, Dave. A little inflated because of the wide receiver rankings. But overall, I think they filled some holes. All right. Spider Sillery. A lot of people want to know this. I know. I'm curious about this, too. I talked about this on Monday's podcast. Um, Jay Book, he says Ohio State needs to get some players out of the portal. Who would you get? You don't need to get – I mean, if you want to get specific names, that's that's cool. But, like, positions. Obviously, they're already, like, offering offensive linemen. They missed out on the kid from Rhode Island. So, that's an obvious one. They got, they got to get an offensive lineman or two, specifically tackles. Uh, get into some positions that you want to see them hit the portal. I would definitely like to see them get two veteran offensive linemen. Uh, as you mentioned, tackle I think is critical because – Paris Johnson's off to the NFL. DeWan already said he's gone. So you're going to need to be able to uh, provide, if anything, provide some type of depth at the tackle position. Um, I would love to see him get a few defense alignment as well, Dave. Um, and then to me, I just think that if you're going to have, if you're going to run three safeties out there, you got to get it. You got to be able to get another guy um, in the portal. Someone who is a veteran who's going to be able to help provide some type of leadership in that back end because if someone goes down when you're trying to have a three uh, safety type of look, Dave, you got to be able to have some bodies to rotate in there. And as uh, Jared said, cornerback position, you can never have enough cornerbacks. We saw it this year. I mean, you had a kicker repping in the summer at the cornerback position because they didn't have enough depth. Like that should never happen at a place like, like Ohio State. So definitely going to go get a couple cornerbacks if you can get them. I mean, that's a huge laundry list, Dave, and I don't know how active they are. I mean, they're trying to get kids into the portal, but I, I feel like they're taking a more cautious approach, whereas it's more about the, the, it's more about the culture um, as opposed to just going out there and trying to recruit as many portal guys to your program. But I do think there's a lot of talent out there. We all want to see them be a little bit more aggressive. But I just think that we have to make sure that at the end of the day, there are guys that's going to be able to make an impact on the field. All right, one more, and then we'll get you out of here, let you do your uh, Christmas shopping. <laughs> so I'm, sure, I'm sure that's what you're going to do all day today, right? right? All right, this is from Josh Elliott on Facebook. Is there any way that Larry Johnson chooses to retire after the playoff? Buckeyes have missed out on several elite defensive linemen. Could be a new uh, time to have a coach prove himself in 2023. What do you think, JB? It's not out of the realm of possibility, Dave. I mean, you look at LJ, uh, depending on you know how he, how he feels about today's climate in college football. You know, does, does he want to be able to go out there and 
get in the trenches when it comes to having a, a, a strong social media presence, having to deal with all the NIL stuff. I just think that in today's age, Dave, the way recruiting is going, what worked in the past would not necessarily work in the future. You can have the best relationship with a kid. A kid can openly say, hey, this is the best defensive line coach. Have a track record of developing guys, getting them to the NFL, but still miss out on the, with this kid at the 11th hour because you're not playing the NIL game like other schools. So I, I do think it's a question of is this something that Larry Johnson wants to continue to dabble with because the college football world that he has coached in for the last, you know, how many years, 30, 40 years that he's been in the game, overnight it changed. Um, any other year, Larry Johnson's getting one of those uh, big three defensive ends. And if this is going to be the way the game is going to be played, I question if Larry has an appetite to continue to go down this road because he's a heck of a coach. He should be in the College Football Hall of Fame. He is a legend. Uh, but the way that the NIL game is being played right now, it makes a lot of the stuff that worked in the past obsolete. Great stuff as always from Jonah Booker. Um, covered a lot of ground on today's show. Um, Merry Christmas to you, my friend. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everybody out there. Appreciate you guys always tuning into the show. Um, can't thank you guys enough. Uh, thanks as always to Jay Book. You always come strong, my man. I uh, hope you and your family have a great Christmas. Um, same to everybody else out there. We really appreciate you guys. Hope everyone has a great day and a great Christmas weekend. Take care. Set foot outside of the motel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow, now streaming on Paramount Plus, only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan.